Welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I am Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And this week we will be discussing A Fire in the Flesh by... You mean a... Jen- Sorry, I, I was just going to say, do you mean a flyer in the flesh? <laughs> a flyer in the flesh, yes. A flesh in the fiery hell, the pits of hell, <laughs> by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Today is uncharacteristically hot, so it truly is a fire in the flesh over here. <laughs> Oi, I like that. I like that a lot. I've got lot. my fan on in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, I see it. It looks pretty cosy though. Yeah, it was just because I'm in my garage, I'm stifling. <laughs> you mean your studio? My studio, yes. My garage studio. My garage band, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I will start us off with the description. The only thing that can save the realms now is the one thing more powerful than the fates. After a startling betrayal ends with both Sarah and the dangerously seductive ruler of the Shadowlands, she has fallen madly in love with being held captive by the false king of the gods. Whoa, what a sentence. There is only one thing that can free Nyctos and prevent the forces of the Shadowlands from invading Delos and igniting a war of primals. <coughs> oh, a successful episode, am I right? <laughs> you okay though? Yeah, I checked on air. Yeah, all good. Oh, okay. Take your time. <laughs> Convincing Colas won't be easy, though. Not even with the- now my voice is all. Fu- <coughs> Convincing Colas won't be easy, though. Not even with a lifetime of training. While his most favoured revenant is insistent that she is nothing more than a lie, Colas's erratic nature and twisted sense of honour leave her shaken to the core and nothing could have prepared her for the cruelty of his court or the shocking truth revealed. The revelations not only upend what she has understood about her duty and the very creation of the realms, but also draw into question exactly what the true threat is. However, surviving Colas is only one part of the battle. The ascension is upon her and Sarah is out of time. But Nyctos will do anything to keep Sarah alive and give her the life she deserves. He'll even risk the utter destruction of the realms, and that's exactly what will happen if he doesn't ascend as a primal of life. Yet despite his desperate determination, their destinies may be out of their hands. But there is that that foreseen unexpected thread, the unpredictable, unknown, and unwritten, the only thing more powerful than the fates. Love that. How funny that the description is so much better than the actual book. You know? No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I know just, just before go. that I said I was going to do thoughts, feelings, and emotions first, but I did the intro and I almost died, so I think it's only fair <laughs> if you do thoughts, feelings, and emotions. <laughs> okay, no worries. All right, my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I enjoyed the last hundred pages of this book. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> because of course I did, because all these romanticy books suffer from this curse. Nothing happens in this book. This book is Sarah being captured and then absolutely nothing is happening. She's resigned to being captured, but also at the same time, I need to escape, but also not actively planning an escape or trying to escape after her first attempt is quashed. Also, I've said this before and I will say it again, that we already know what happens because of the main From Blood and Ash series. So no matter the... Uh, the danger and the fraught upon them. We know that nothing, like neither of them die. Um, they, like Nikdos and Sarah, go on to live a happy marriage that results in two sons. So, yeah, yeah fair, we fair. exactly. So we know, obviously, all the the hype and the lead up to Sarah, like she's dying, and she tells Nikdos, you know, take me to my lake. It's time. Like we know that she doesn't die. I like 
that we get a little bit more detail surrounding how she was saved, blah, blah, blah. But again, as you said, love conquers all. Through love, anything is possible, blah, blah, blah. Love saves a day. I didn't realise that this was not the last book in this series. (laughs) So I was like waiting. There was only a few chapters left and I was like, how are they going to resolve this? I thought that we'd get a, you know, like 10 years later and there's babies running around sort of deal. But alas, no. Um, And then we do get some also like tidbits of information and that's fun, but I'll get into it once you get into yours. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed some aspects i could have done without it i could have done with the without the first 85 (laughs) percent um yeah yeah, that is all (laughs) all right my thoughts feelings and emotions um yeah this book incredibly frustrated me again yeah it felt really stagnant not a lot and yeah i agree with you with sarah being just resigned to being like a captured little prisoner who feels like she is incapable of trying to escape and do anything And she's just, like, waiting for Nyctos and all that type of stuff to kind of get out of stasis, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I also enjoyed aspects of, like, Callum's backstory and how he is finally weaved into the story because he just seems like an annoying, unimpeding... He's more of a menace. He's more of a menace than a villain. Like, he, I've always thought that as a He's just there he all be... the time and you're like, go away. <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was going to be this imposing villain-esque figure, but no, he's just there. He's just there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and sometimes I absolutely forget that this is more of a romance story as opposed to a fantasy with a side of romance. And it is ultimately about Sarah and Nyktos' love story. And, and that is the forefront of this book. That's why I skimmed the last 25% because it's all them just like declaring their love and like their sacrifice to each other to try and make Sarah survive all of this, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm glad we got a couple of things resolved like Sarah's Ascension because I feel like even though there's only been three books I feel like it's been coming since the first book anyway since it was established and I'm glad we have ticked off the like Hannon v Bell thing primal thing and that just happened straight away as well a tick for that interesting how we have resolved Satoria's soul situation but then that brings us some theories later on yeah ultimately very stagnant frustrated a lot of Dialogues and a lot of chapters are just spent her talking to either Collis, Ates, Callum, even like Vessus at one point. It's just a lot of pages of just talking and it's like, what are we doing here? But yeah, I, again, enjoyed small aspects, but overall, it's just an insignificant. And as you said, like we know how it ends. So like, what's the point? So ultimately, I think also <sighs> Jennifer is trying to do too, too many things at once in a way. Like she's trying to outline Sarah and Nikdos's overall love story and their journey together as a couple but then she's also trying to implement the history and like precedence of how like Ascended and Craven and all that created which is stuff that so mm-hmm. you know Poppy and Castile down the line know all that as well kind of as it's passed down etc and I think it's just too much because I feel like I'm getting confused now between like how do people actually ascend and like etc etc but and just like just like the societal hierarchy of it all i don't know yeah but anyway yeah frustrated but some little tidbits are fun yeah so i have many qualms and just things (laughs) that i want to discuss (laughs) okay um this book yeah there were so many times when ates just flew in to see sarah and then it would just give these exposition exposition dumps of information and i because i audio booked a lot of it 
there were times where like usually I can be quite engaged with an audiobook even when I'm doing things but it just droned on and on that I found my mind wandering and so then I would miss stuff and I'd have to come back and listen to it again and there was just so much and it's like I don't know a more I don't know succinct way to get the information out there but yeah just just have this person talking for chapters Mm. or like paragraphs upon paragraphs about these different topics or whatever I just it wasn't a very like clear way for it to be to come across to me for information Mm. because I just got bored or my mind wandered um and then also probably my fault but I didn't read like a recap of the book before oh yeah um, so neither. i jumped straight in and i was so lost for a little bit i was like what is going on and then i forgot who all the characters were and everything and then just with the story overall i wasn't too impressed by it because the whole point was that sarah is going to colas and she like what needs well the end game is she needs to go to Colas, make him fall in love with her so that she can kill him etc yes yeah. but then the whole time she's just putting up a fight against him so it's like, well, you're not really doing your plan. And then if you're not going to make him fall in love with you, then you need to try and escape. And then there's whole all the intricate details about Satoria and her soul and how she wasn't actually reborn. It was just her soul put into the body. Yes. So she's kind of just coexisting. And then obviously we then find out that they're going to put her soul in the star, which she's okay about because she's like we will meet again or whatever to Serafina and then we know that yeah she will be reborn and then the whole thing about her not being reborn in Sarah is that Sarah doesn't look like her because they have different colored hair and Satoria has red hair so now obviously we make that connection that Poppy is Satoria reborn Um, and then because that was a big qualm I had in from Vardin Ash because I was like the whole thing about oh I need to learn the consort's name no one knows her name and then Poppy was like oh deep down I do know her name and then and it was never explained in from Blood and Ash how she knew her name. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? This is such a big plot point that's missing. And now obviously, there's this. But I don't know. I feel like ever since getting back into reading, now I like reading. There's a multiverse, and I'll read all the books. But if I was just picking up from Blood and Ash, I wouldn't necessarily dive straight into the other ones as well. Yeah. Especially no, no. because not a lot of people that are just reading for fun aren't consuming books at the rate that we consume books (laughs) yeah no no no. so yeah like i just felt like there should have been i don't know a little something in from blood and ash as well to explain that just kind of tie it in a little bit more yeah but now obviously we know that yeah poppy is satoria reborn which is the other thing because i know that seraphina had that prophecy about her about how like she'll be the asher of death or whatever and she'll bring about the end of times but then like oh wait no it's not about her it's about like further down the line and now we're like okay well that's poppy but yeah yeah that is such a wonderful explanation it was so succinct kenzie i was completely <laughs> by that. no that was fantastic thanks but yeah i agree with the whole like the satori thing and the whole the difference or the technicalities between like a reborn and a rebirth and i'm just thinking are we is jennifer just now flipping everything on its head just to kind of catch us out or like because yeah. now you feel like well what you know is absolutely false yeah and it was a significant point that's constantly brought up, even through Callum and, like, through other people. They're like, you're not Satoria for X, Y, Z reasons. And yeah. obviously Sarah is just bullshitting her way through it. And then also because there were so many times, sorry, because Satoria's soul, yeah, is coexisting with Sarah's soul. Yeah. And so then Callum, who we find out is Satoria's brother. Yeah, um, wow. Fun times. I like that twist, though. 
yeah, it's like, oh, no, you're not my sister, blah, 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 because you don't look like her, blah, blah, blah. But then some people are like, oh, I can sense her soul next to Sarah's, and then other people are like, I can only sense Sarah's soul. And it's like, I feel like, yeah, there was too many ideas going on, and yeah. they needed to pick one line. And because, yeah, that's such a juxtaposing thought process or, mm-hmm. like, way of writing because you can't like you you just can't have some characters being like oh i only sense this soul and then other characters being like oh but i sense two souls and then they're actually being two souls like yeah yeah makes sense um, (laughs) wasn't one of the was it the god penelope even in the last book didn't like they or someone in that book confirm that satoria's soul is in sarah like i don't remember really what happens but someone confirmed that and then obviously colas being i suppose maybe going reverting back into that obsessive obsessive nature he is kind of in a way gaslighting himself into thinking he senses or that sarah actually looks like satoria and like so he has that sort of bias that all right this is this is her and then you bring in another god who oh forget her name the one that could tell lies or can sense truths or i can't remember and like you know she's able to suss it out but then obviously lie through her teeth as well yeah it was just a big rigmarole of yep. trying to ascertain like what is actually going on with Sarah and Satoria's soul. But you know, interesting. How do you feel about this whole the star thing being this vessel? Because I feel like I don't remember when it got brought up, even if it was in the last book, someone said something or because I read it and then there was like a, yeah, a mention of this. Yeah, the because star. that was the thing, like the whole I thought the whole sorry, point of the book was that yeah, Sarah has to make Colas fall in love with her and kill yeah. Colas. But then suddenly Ates comes in for five minutes and goes, oh, well, actually, no, the plot of this book is now going to be you need to get this star because then you can trap the soul of Satoria in it. But I was like, okay, where has this come from? Why don't more people know about this? Like, Yeah, obviously everyone, uh, Colas obviously knows about it and that's why he hit it. I can't, and yeah, just like a confusing carousel rigmarole of all this... Mm. And then, yeah, suddenly the star became important. Yeah, I don't know if Ataze was the one that said it, but, yeah. And then I'm like, suddenly the star is important? Like, what's going on? And I got a yeah. little bit confused. Yeah, I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, I, I just thought, yeah, all of a sudden that the whole, um, yeah, story was about getting this star and then it was above her the whole time. I just, I don't know, I didn't get... The cleverness of it. Yeah, and I didn't understand, yeah, the significance of it. But I suppose if it was going to be like a, a situation where she had to get Coles to fall in love with her it would have just been book one all over again in a way and like is that really that creative but then the question is like how does yeah Ataze know all this if he is just like I suppose he is a primal god as well yeah and then the whole oh I'm loyal to the primal of life which is you because you have the embers or whatever and then oh I was so over everything like gods would say I'm loyal to this or whatever, or like she'd do something and she's like, it's just the embers. And it's like, okay, but the embers are essentially, quintessentially a part of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, she's kind of resigned herself to like her embers. Like that's all she's known for. And she doesn't doubt that, or she doubts that she kind of deserves it. I suppose it was placed in her bloodline. If it wasn't meant to be her, then it wouldn't be her. Like she is obviously strong and powerful and capable of being a great goddess of the primal of life, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I don't know, it's just more self-doubt and, like, come on, we're three books in now. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, characters yeah, who resign in their power and stuff, it's just, it annoys me. And, like, so what's what does Ateus know about Satoria? Like, what's his relationship with her? I feel like something must be up because he's, like... He knew Satoria. 
Oh, he knew. All right. Yeah. Well, they should have. He should ascertain if they're best buds or something, because now it's yeah. very ominous. Like, is yeah. this now like a secret love trial situation, mm. love triangle situation? Because Ateas seems to have much more of a significant relationship to her than than Colas ever did. So I'm just I don't know. I enjoyed the Callum re- revelation just because he now has some significant meaning. Makes me a little sad that he feels guilty that he wasn't there to protect his sister. <laughs> but now I'm more confused about how revenants are actually made because Colas even conf- said it's yeah. just it depends on the intention and about like what's happening in the situation. But like that doesn't make sense. It's too vague. Yeah. I think this is just one of those things where they've put it in the main series and then they've gone. I actually haven't fleshed these out, but I need to. So here's a quick explanation. And it's just. <laughs> shit happens it was an accident it's, it's like every revenant is unique so then you apply that system to say a character like millicent like what does that mean for her um any other qualms you got kenzie um not off the toppy top of my head but <laughs> despite a lot of info dumping about just the world and the souls and <clears throat> the definitions of rebirth and birth and like all the array talk and all that stuff and the how to defeat oh qualms. yes sorry i do have another qualm sorry this is so insignificant but half the time they would refer to them as the array and then half the time they would say the fates yeah they're technically two different things but they are oh but i was just like pick a lane <laughs> yeah just pick one i think like i know there's a difference um uh yeah but amongst all the the talk um it's quite funny how early in the book they were talking about like um, the ancient language and what words or names mean certain things. Mm. And uh, funnily enough, Sartoria, the name actually means my pretty poppy. Oh. So that is probably why Callum is like my pretty poppy, pretty flower, like part of a song or something yeah. perhaps. Oh, and like yes. or Sartoria, or Sartoria is ancient language for the name poppy in general. So like there's a nice sneaky connection there. Um I'm kind of proud of that one, to be honest, because, like, oh, it's not that important, but, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, or it's my pretty garden or something. A lot of flowers, I suppose, which makes sense because Satoria was, like, what her prominent scent is, like, related to, like, lilacs and stuff anyway. Yeah, lilacs. Always the lilacs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's just, like, a nice flower. All right, quick qualm. I found it was very easy for Sarah to manipulate Collis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was asking so much of him that was obviously suspicious. Yeah. I know she's lying through her teeth and being like, I don't actually love Nyktos, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I well, like, I love him, but I'm not in love with him, or, like, I'm fond of him. And, like, you're, li- in, you're bullshitting in front of, like, a primal god who has been around for a long-ass time. But again, I suppose he, he is Satoria crazy in the mind, so he's willing to kind of yeah. compromise and let this guy That's down. That's another thing that I just couldn't get my head around. I understand he's Satoria crazy or whatever, and he's been searching for his love, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, there has to be some realistic expectations <laughs> on Colas here. Just be like, oh my god, you're Satoria, yay, I'm in love with you, let's lie together and sleep together. Like, let's cuddle. And it's like, Colas, have some boundaries, yo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's been alone for so long. He hasn't been with anyone since, though, Kenzie. <laughs> and then Satoria didn't even like him. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't. Uh, yeah, that's just the crazy thing. It's such a reach. But anyway, yeah, Sarah was asking of Collis so much that, yeah, it should have gotten her killed, to be honest. Yeah. 
like yeah. saving Nyktos's life, saving Rain's life, and yeah. even stopping Vess's punishment. It's like you are asking so much, but you're not returning anything. Yeah, whether it be just like um, even pretending to like love him or anything like that. Like she, she never had the flirty words or anything towards him. Mm. But it, yeah, but it's all under the guise of like I don't know you, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And yeah, Collis has been suspicious of her the entire time, and he had every right to be because of the whole uh, Nikdos. She's married to Nikdos technically, although not really technically because he didn't bless it. Blah blah blah. But like it was just too easy for her to manipulate yeah. him like that. Yeah. I just for felt sure. like there was not a. I just felt like there was not a lot of consequence for her because <laughs> what actually happened to her? She was just imprisoned, and then she gets a little bit of a walk around. Yeah. And then she, he convinces her to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, to be fair, yeah, that was actually quite cool of a bit of a grit from Collis as well. No, yeah. I liked that. Though. It was pretty cheeky. Yeah. And then because the god she killed, because he assumed he was assaulting that uh, the mortal or whatever, or the god or whatever, the chosen, um, that guy was from Keela's court. And then when Keela helped at the end, I thought she was going to use that against Sarah. Because yeah. Sarah just outright was like, I'm here of my own free will, fuck Nyktos. Yeah. And I thought that was going to come up again. But there but was no doesn't... animosity or tension at all. So I'm like, yeah. where is all this consequence for all these actions? Nowhere. And just how everyone, the assumption that everyone is loyal to Colas in a way, or they will do what it takes to please Colas because Colas is this almighty, all-powerful primal. But every motherfucker is loyal to either Sarah or Nyktos, and they lie through their teeth for each other. And then... Also, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, they we're loyal to the real primal of life. And then it's like, okay, well, then wouldn't you feel that Koholis isn't the primal of life and that the embers reside in Sarah? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a qualm. My, I think there's a couple of qualms, but one of my qualms is take a shot for every time they say false king. <laughs> or the false, okay. yeah, the false king. Yep, yep. That was annoying me. And then there's another <laughs> phrase. But I can't remember. Was it like a Gracia? <laughs> Gracia or whatever? My Gracia. Oh, my, my Gracia my ca- or whatever. Cardia is gone. No, it was something else, but anyway. Oh, and then we find out that, um, because Colas calls Sarah Solas, S O L A S, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we find out that that means my soul. <laughs> so he calls her my soul, and it's like, gross. <laughs> Yeah, out of all the pet names you could have. Yeah. <laughs> Although I found it very cool in the beginning, after the f- six or seven chapters of Colas and Nyktosh's beating the shit out of each other, that we get to interact with like other kind of primal gods. So, you know, we hang out, hang out with Phanos or whatever, Phantos, whoever he is for a bit. He's like uh, the water guy. Mm-hmm. And I just loved... I think that was probably my favourite part, um, was when... Or he takes her to the Triad Niles or something, and like all the Serene are just sacrificing their life for her because she is actually dying and like they're oh, yeah. alive. I thought that was really cool. But then she has that whole guilt of having these people just die in her name and for her. Yeah. And at the same time, ironically, the embers of life were thrumming because they wanted to be used on them as well. Now, that was cool. That was probably the only real badass aspect of the book. But then I thought we were going to hang out in the Triad Niles to get away from Nyktos, but apparently not. Yeah. No. We're just dying and killing off the sirens. Sirens. <laughs> yeah, the serene or whatever they are. Yeah. Siren. Crazy. According to the audiobook. Then we're just stuck in... Is it... We're, we're in Dalos? 
Yeah, I thought we were going to explore more of the area, but no, we're just still in Dallas or somewhere. Yeah, that's the thing. The whole book takes place in what Core Palace, or they find out they're not in Core Palace. I don't know, whatever. They takes place in wherever Corlys is, and then it takes place very briefly at the lake and then back in the Shadowlands. And it's like, cool, we have two locations for this entire book. It felt like, sorry, it felt like when a TV show has episodes and I read about this and they did it with friends and I'm sure they did it with a couple of other things as well where every season they have at least one episode that te- solely takes place on one set so that they don't have to spend money on like other sets and locations <laughs> and that's what it felt like in this book this book felt like oh we're gonna save money and we're only having two locations <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is all coming from your mind Jennifer let's expand please yes <laughs> not a lot of bouncing around which was unfortunate but yeah, but yeah, that's when I get confused now because they tell she was able to kind of weasel her way into talking to someone and then being like, oh, we're not at Core Palace because she was worried about being there. But then mm-hmm. I'm not sure where they actually were. Yeah. They were just in Dallas, I think. How do we feel about Nyctos being in stasis? Um, I think that was a convenient way to not have any chapters for him. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's very fair. I mean, let's get him out of action for a little bit. Yeah, could why did he not just outright? Oh, I suppose because he's connected to Sarah, which in turn is connected to Satoria, and if he died, she died. Sort of situation. Um, I love that the um dream sex makes a reappearance. Now we actually know that that's yes, a heart the dream walking. <laughs> yeah, dream walking. I did enjoy that we a little bit more about. Yeah, like Rain's power, because we don't yeah. really see him much. He seems to have that animosity towards Sarah, which is fair enough, because she did try to kill Nyctos. Very interesting that he has, like, a thought projection ability, um, and he got caught on purpose to try and suss her out and save her. And Sarah saves him. And Sarah saves him, yep. And just Sorry, I also didn't like it back to the heartmates thing, how they talk about it, but they don't confirm it. And it's like, okay, yeah. obviously you're heartmates. Like... <laughs> like, just say it for what it is. Just say it, only, yeah. This can only happen to mates of the heart. Mates of the heart. Yeah, whatever. It's like, bro, that's um, totally us. And then I liked how conveniently, um, oh, I've heard of one thing that can, yeah, override having your cardio removed, and that's, yeah, being mates of the heart or whatever. Because he's just like, I love you. Like, I know that I can't, but I'm in love with you. And so it's like the cardio wound is stitching itself back together. Yeah. Because they're <laughs> heart mates. Yeah, love conquers all. <laughs> if we've learnt yep. anything in these books, love yep. saves the day. I suppose another interesting aspect of this book was that, or it could be a bit repetitive in that in the second book, especially like we had Sarah and Nyctos, you know, blossoming relationship, blah, blah, blah. She attends his court, oversees what he does, etc. And then it's just the same thing in this book where she is allowed to be a part of Colas's court process and, like, sussing out all the grievances of all the other gods and this, that, and the other. And it's like, how do you guys know that she's not a spy for Nyctos? Yeah, like, yeah. Colas has Satoria's mind on his dick. Like, he's not thinking properly. Like, <laughs> he is this almighty imposing figure and he is just, like, a puddle for Satoria slash Sarah. Yeah. Like, he trusted her far too easily. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the mundanity of it. Like she's a prisoner, she gets to see Collis's court life and how he acts as a king, etc., etc. Um, a little bit on the on the boring side. 
just back to like Satoria in general like I like do enjoy learning about her previous or her life before she decided to jump off a cliff or fall off a cliff whatever happened mm. um, <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> yeah whatever I enjoyed that yeah we learned that Callum is her sister we learned that she has another sister and Matt's at one point in her reborn or rebirth journey that it was interesting that ethos actually killed her at some point as well for whatever mm. reason or however it happened mm. it's not that jennifer is like undoing information it's she's probably catching everybody out on on who to believe what stories and who to trust really because obviously yeah. if it's from Nyctos, you're gonna think oh ethos was probably a great guy and like he died in vain and this was all unjustified in a way but uh-huh. then, yeah, you get to Colas and he gets to um, talk about his sorrow sob story and how, yeah, Ethos killed her a second time, or the second time. And obviously everything, it just gives Colas more justification and I don't know. We don't uh-huh. want to sympathize with Colas in any way. But at least Satoria's soul is what kept Sarah alive, ultimately. Um, what did we think of Sarah using her power to free Nyctos? And I thought that was really cool. Vessies and put Colas into stasis by um oh my god um by shoving an ancient's bone through his chest, etc. etc. Yeah, I thought that was incredibly badass. But of course, something like that was heading to a boiling point because again, Sarah was pushing and pushing Colas. But is it yeah also a little bit OP and just a narrative tool because. If she has that power, she should have been able to use it the whole time. Yeah, but I suppose she's still in that process of not being able to control it and she can only control it if she gets very emotional and all that type of stuff. I want to talk about then also, so once um, Nixos and Sarah have escaped, blah, 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 um, they've gotten Satoria's soul out and then Sarah's like, all right, time to die, Um, whatever. I want to talk about how Ash pretty much says, fuck that, (laughs) I'm going to ascend you instead. Yeah. Um, hot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get Sarah in stasis, um, and she is like going through her memories, and like she doesn't. First of all, she like doesn't know who she is. She only knows that she's like the beginning, like she's the primal of life. I was very worried that we were going to get another book, a la someone in stasis and someone's <laughs> yeah, point yeah. of view telling them. <laughs> no, this is so funny. I think I said this in the 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 whatever Ash and Blood book, whatever the recent from Blood and Ash book. That imagine if this book had an aspect of like a stasis situation and Nick Toss was recalling memories and it actually mm. happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was Lucky it was only a few times. Um, but also, oh, sorry, go. On. Sorry, I was just gonna say no, just that whole section of the book it was it was interesting because now we kind of understand what poppy was going through in that book as well and like how she was kind of yeah fighting for her memories yeah despite even through castile stories to her etc yeah i just thought it was very interesting that we got the glimpse of that but it sucks that now that this book has come out first and like everyone's like confused about probably how yeah poppy was going about it because if you're just reading the from blood nash book and not the prequel series like you're gonna have no clue what stasis actually means mm-hmm and then also, though, a big qualm is, like, when she wakes up, she doesn't know, she still doesn't have all her memories, but she knows, she's like, oh, Ash, like, this one's mine or whatever, so they proceed to have sex. <laughs> they, have a lot, they have a lot of sex from here They have now. a lot of sex, and it's like, you don't even know who you are. 
and then she figures out who she is. Yeah, and they have even more sex. And it's like, I feel like there are more pressing matters at heart <laughs> yeah, than just yeah. boning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Colas at that point has now kind of awakened as well. Like, he's out of his little stasis. The whole, like, final 15% of the book <sighs> and, like, last few chapters are just them having sex. And I'm like, I want more information about what's happening and what's to come. And now she's queen of the gods, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the true primal of life. Yeah, the... The goddess, yeah, the queen of the gods. Um, back to yeah, just the Nyctos ascending her and her, and then extracting Sartoria's soul. There was a lot of kerfuffle about how dangerous it was and how Sarah's life is going to be at risk. And it's a, it's a simple procedure, but like shit can still go wrong, even with Nyctos ascending her because he's been apprehensive to do it the past two books essentially now because he's scared that she's just gonna die and they have all these love declarations of like I'm ready it's okay like I want you to to love if I don't make it blah 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 and then it just turns out to be fine yeah it's like what did you have to worry about yeah like it would have been interesting if something did go wrong and then they fixed it in the process because they were prepared for it but no it's just like you're fine and that's just kind of like annoyed me again weirdly enough there's like no stakes because we know what's going to happen. We know <laughs> yes, because we know what's going to happen. It all comes back to the first series. Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, just the last 15% amongst all the sex is just the love declarations and them all fluffy words and descriptions and I love yous and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, well, Collis is awake now. Surely he's going to be on your ass. I'm, I'm glad that Sarah has finally ascended and the rut has stopped. Who knew that's what it took? It could have been sorted out in the last book. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have just, to suffer this long. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh my god, it's stopped. There's grass in the Shadowlands. And I think they were also worried about, like, taking the embers. Like, obviously she felt like she didn't, like, the embers aren't for her, etc. But, like, and no one even tried to take her embers. Mm. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the Satoria soul thing, blah, blah, blah. But the way they talked about it was a very risky situation, despite it, them having to do it anyway. Like, I understand the whole... Like, I'm willing to die because, you know, a lot of people just don't survive the ascension regardless. Like, of course, there's that risk. Of course, they have to succeed. Of course, they have to succeed. Otherwise, Overall, yeah, I'm just not impressed by this book. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and that is your yeah. right. Oh, well, I don't have much more that I have on my notes. Just quickly, uh, when Sarah was in stasis, she, there's like a moment where she recognises some cave cats or a cave cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We, we know where that leads, of course. I think it, it was implied that it was her. Yeah. And I love that they did go back to the lake. Because, or actually, it wasn't quite their lake. It was some other... Or was it actually the lake? Probably was their lake, actually. They went to a, like... Hot spring. Hot spring, but then they did go back to the lake. Also, very interesting that... They the revelation of Ethos's soul was already in the star, mm, so Ethos mm-hmm. has not managed to have been reborn or rebirthed, etc. As well, and now he is able to. So, in the grand scheme of things, who do we think Ethos is going to become <laughs> if he's somebody in the actual yeah series? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe he just passed, found peace. <laughs> yeah, Pat. Maybe he's an Arcadia. Yeah, it doesn't have to always be reborn. And then there was just a lot of kerfuffle about. The justification of the array and the fates and the whole balancing the world since Colas took those embers and what it took, etc., etc. It's like, we get it. Like, the ultimate theme of this book is about balance of life and just balances of power. Like, I don't think we need to go into extremities on how it actually works or intricate details as to what the array or the fates actually had to do. How do we feel real quick about the whole 
um, Colas kind of assaulted Sarah in that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, Your face right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably because you have a headache. (laughs) Yeah. um, Again, like, in in the disclaimer, it's like, it's not nothing. Because, obviously, it is something. But I... Oh, I forgot to mention that disclaimer. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> oh well um, tr- trigger warning I guess yeah um, so yeah trigger warning sexual assault Colas bites Sarah and then like has her in front of him and he like ejaculates and so like it's on his pants and it's on Sarah which like I always re- find it really funny when men come like in their pants because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, like well how embarrassing <laughs> yeah see that as more of an Im- i suppose it's still a way because she says she's like i've embarrassed you and myself or whatever um yeah. but yeah i don't know i guess we all know how i feel about sexual assault being used as a money <laughs> yeah. but i'm glad um, that's all it was yeah. yeah and in a way that incident itself kind of saved sarah in a way as well because she it was an obvious yeah tool and motivation for colas to kind of take a step back and be like all right i need you to actually like trust me if you are going to fall in love with me again as satori etc etc so it was a good tool for him to back off a little bit but i feel like yeah he just he was brought up to be this imposing primal god and he's just not it (laughs) Mm, exactly he's like this bumbling fool who's in love (laughs) yeah yeah And, and again everyone has this faux loyalty towards him i kind of wish we'd had moments where like sarah was like where like he would do really nice things for her or something so like she would have like a little bit of that confusion going on like not not enough actual prophecy of her killing Mm. him Mm. (laughs) or or making them fall in love with each other yes Alrighty. shall we go to the stars that listen let us go to the stars that listen i have nothing else to say i have nothing else i want to say (laughs) this book is a book it has its place in its series, but I want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because we know where it ends up. We exactly. Well, and then, yeah, because it's going to meet up with the main series, so. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, quick, quick theory time, perhaps. Because, yeah, I just. Obviously, you're an intelligent cookie, and we thought the same thing that Satoria's soul is actually going to be Poppy. And that's. Yes. You know, obviously, Poppy's whole thing leading forward. Um. So yeah, very, and then yeah, that's why Callum is still a bumbly fool in from Blood and Ash. But yes, a one, well, then Poppy must have ha- actually looked like Satoria then. Yeah, well, she has. They both have red hair. Some element of freckles too, because apparently Sarah had too much freckles. Yeah, she had thirty six. Which all right, just quickly, just with the whole like, so if they're reborn or rebirthed and they look like the person. Is that that's not how genes work though? If two people <laughs> have sex, have a baby, and the baby does not look like either of them, like something is wrong. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like <laughs> yes. only Satoria's parents should be able to replicate Satoria. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, that's, I just thought of that. So I don't know. But how weird! Now the prospect of just like Satoria's soul—either it's again, either it's actually Poppy as well, or they kind of like had a shared situation. Yeah, like it's just weird to think that Callum has that connection to Poppy now. I don't know. It's just yeah. so weird. So unnerving. Um, it's probably why he's best buds with Millicent, though, because they look alike. Mm. Maybe Millicent's True. Satoria, actually. It's about <laughs> the <laughs> shock. <laughs> no, no, no. Yep, yep. All good. All right, so the stars that listen, I'm done with this book. All right, this is a segment we do at the end of podcast where we go and look at one-star reviews and five-star reviews. Um, we don't search very hard, 
but it's fun. Um, and so we start with our one star so that we're not ending on a negative note. I will go first. I did not search very hard for this. Okay. All yeah. right. In my opinion, this is what happens when you only give advanced reader copies to readers in your cult fan group who refuse to give constructive criticism. Nothing happened. Literally could have condensed this into 200 pages instead of having a book that just keeps repeating the same two scenarios over and over. This could have ended in one book instead of two. I've never seen an author have such a toxic fan base that refuses to take their heads out of their author's ass. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which like, harsh, but also I agree that the book could have been condensed. I suppose, again, at the end of the day, everyone forgets that this is the romanticity, so it's just about the love aspect, and this is the trials and tribulations that lead to their ultimate love and their heartmateship, and that leads to, obviously, Poppy and Castile later on. So, like, that's all they're worried about. They just love the relationship aspect. I don't think they actually care about the plot, <laughs> or there being a plot. All right, do you have any more, or is that it? That was it. All right, I have two one-star. Um, again, I didn't search very hard for these. All right, so this is just a quote on from page 159. You speak of the kingdom that makes me think of tasty layered noodles and cheese. Oh, yes. That was my qualm. Sorry. <laughs> the inside joke of the lasagna. <laughs> the inside joke, yeah, about lasagna. And I was like, you fucking big bag. <laughs> I was, I audibly groaned. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm out of it now. Yeah. And then the next one um, is another quote from page 145 that may be a little bit cringy cringy i suppose that was fast food question mark oh yes yeah yeah (laughs) and then my other one star review is a bit of a paragraph so disappointed absolutely nothing happens and the world building was officially has officially fallen off a cliff after five of these books, I still have no idea what the difference between a revenant versus craven versus ascended is. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up trying to keep the primal god, godlings, and various mixes straight. The rules around powers Sarah has from the embers are befuddling. The changes brought on from switching the primals of life and death are pointless and add another layer of confusion. I don't see the point of dragging out a series when it drives your readers away. Fair. Alright, my five stars. I don't care what anyone says, this might have been the best book in the series. Yes, Sarah being in cac- Captivity was literally half the book and kind of annoying, but everything else was good. And the writing was like different from the other books. It wasn't as repetitive and annoying, which is why I liked it. That was mine as well. Oh no! Because I was like, yeah, this is funny. It's like, why'd you give them five stars? Like, you're giving constructive criticism anyway. Oh, my one five star is within the screenshot and it's one sentence, but I'm sure there's a whole paragraph under it. Um, but it said, I need this book like yesterday. We'll end on that note. <laughs> but also, apparently, if you think the From Blood and Nash series is over, Jennifer is also releasing a like a compendium book, mm-hmm, which is like mm-hmm. just like a comprehensive guide to the aspects of the world. And apparently, there's going to be like bonus chapters and all that stuff. I ho- I want it to be. I want a compendium, but I want a visual compendium. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I need fan art. I need art. Yeah, I think that's going to be a part of it as well. Um, oh, good. Uh, combined with original short stories and scenes from some of the world's most beloved characters and never-before-seen visual uh, enticements, it's a treat for the senses. Uh, not sponsored or anything, I just thought it was interesting to point that out. Um, and it's told from the point of view of Miss Willa herself. Funny that how that's being said, but we are currently in yeah, the, like the prequel aspect, but okay. I suppose it's just for the whole entire world. Yeah. Did we enjoy the 800-page uh, pronunciation guide? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I needed it. It was good. <laughs> but it also good, I had the audio book, so, <laughs> yeah. But also, I felt like I didn't see half of those words. 
yeah. <laughs> in the book though, but I'm sure they were in there, tucked away. That is okay. Um, anyway, oh, thank you all for listening as usual. Um, find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. From there, you'll find our link tree in our bio, which will take you to all of the places. Yep, yep. And we haven't decided what's coming out next week. I'm sure we – oh, no. Um, next week will be A Thousand Boy Kisses by Tilly – can't remember her last name on the top of my head. Oh, good. I think it's Tilly Crane or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, keep an ear out for that completely deviating from this fantasy world for the time being yes please <laughs> for now it's like like i I've, we've put in too much to give up on it right now kenzie yes like, i know to read it for the i'm not giving up i'm gonna finish it all but yeah <laughs> okay, we're gonna finish it and we're gonna potty it and if you're there like we'll do it so you don't have to you know we'll sacrifice our time and energy and brain cells keep an ear out for next week have a good one thanks for listening goodbye thanks everyone bye